Hi, I'm Kat Farrance, and I'm founder of Movement for Modern Life. Welcome to Yoga Off the Mat. This is the Movement for Modern Life podcast, and in this podcast, I invite you to join me on a journey to meet the champions of change. These are the most inspiring people I've ever met, and they're living a happy, healthy, sustainable life. So today I'm joined by Adam Hope. Again, it's wonderful to have you back, Adam. I am so excited to be back. Second Yay. time. Yes. I know. Well, that was because your first one was so good. So this one is now by popular demand. Okay. All right. And we'll, <laughs> we'll give the people what they want. <laughs> that's, that's the order of the day. Exactly that. So Adam is one of our most popular teachers and a yoga teacher, but also somebody who is, you're just a very thoughtful human being, Adam. You're very interesting to talk to because you think about your yoga. You don't just sort of do willy-nilly whatever is popular right now. And that is pretty cool. We'll call it thoughtful instead of like neurotic and always <laughs> obsessed with trying to make sure I'm doing an okay thing. Um, yeah, a, a, health, a healthy amount of obsession, which yeah. translates very well for the student's experience, even if it's not good for your mental health. Yeah. And I think actually, just to be somewhat serious, I think skepticism is a good quality to have. Uh, in all things, which is different than being a cynic and being negative. Being a skeptic, a healthy skeptic, is always good because it means you're willing to grow and learn. And when you find evidence that things might be a little bit different than you expected, you 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 change. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's so important. So just stay curious to life, isn't it? Always. Um, and I think sometimes people do, um, they kind of expect all yogis to be all singing and dancing and never questioning. And I think it's really good and really important to me that the um, the yogis are always questioning what we're doing. Like we, like, like we should be in everyday life, I suppose. Well, I've always seen it and I've always been taught that this is a bit of a, a, a science that you, you're going to test things out. You have your little hypothesis, you have your tools to try, and you, you see what happens. You see if it works for you. You don't just accept. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why there are so many techniques in yoga tradition. There are so many different ways of meditating. There are so many different ways of using the body. There are so many different ways of chanting or doing service or, and so on and so on and so on. And I think that's reflective of that that this is about you taking control and seeing what works for you. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's a really, really good point. And the thing that I really wanted to talk about today is something which a lot of teachers aren't teaching much of, but I think is quite important, and that's strength work. Yes. So, I mean, this is something that's been sneaking into my classes uh, on movement for my life and my, my mm. uh, classes in different studios and in my own practice. Uh, and I think it's important. I think it's something we're coming to learn about yoga, that if we're going to do all of these things and all of these shapes and all of these movements that demand flexibility, mm -hmm. that, that that is only part of the picture of embodiment. Mm. And that flexibility, if you're going to go there, has to be met with, held with, supported by some strength. And mm -hmm. this isn't just like 
a theory. This is like if we're going to look at exercise science and what we've learned about the body and even what we've learned about developing a range of motion at different joints or increasing a range of motion at different joints, flexibility has to be matched by strength. Mm. And that's really interesting because certainly for the first 20 years that I was practicing, nobody mentioned strength. Oh, not at all. Not at all. And, and I think a little bit, it's like, like, let's get out of this gym world where people are lifting weights and doing that thing that's loud mm-hmm. and people are grunting and doing all that crazy stuff. It's like, we're in this sort of safer space. We're just going to hold stretches and it's going to be yeah. nice. And like, we, I mean, it's not that extreme, mm-hmm. but I, I, we, there's a little bit of that force exerted on us mm-hmm. that, that we, we want, we want something different. Mm, mm, yeah, I think I think that's right. And certainly more flexible people go into yoga. I was a little bit more flexible. And I think it's often the case that people are put off yoga because they think it's yes. for flexible people. Yeah. So then we have a whole bunch of postures that cater to people who have more flexibility than what is a normal range of motion for almost everyone else in the world. All right. So we mm. were starting with that's our starting point. Mm. And then we have a lot of people who, because they are flexible and they go to yoga and find that they can do all these extreme things, mm. stick with it. Mm-hmm. And then there are people who aren't that naturally flexible who get turned off or perhaps mm-hmm. they push too hard. And then there are compensation patterns in their body, which maybe don't prove to be that nice after a while, if they push themselves too hard into mm. shapes that just sh- they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I think that's it. And somehow, I think things got a bit lost in translation in yoga. And um, the extreme poses were became more popular, sort of the ones which are right at the edge of mobility. So somebody like me, I was quite flexible, but I always wanted to work on that. And I was working to my maximum flexibility, and then stretching myself more and more and more to get into ever more, um, you know, complicated pretzel-like shapes. Never strength mentioned. And it has to be said, I'm now in this experiment. I'm 26 years into, uh, I'm not into that practice. But it didn't work very well for my body, Adam. I'm I'm going to fess up. That didn't actually work out well. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I think we have to recognize, like, let's just, we'll try to make start making this practical, is that we have to have a little reality check about what we're actually doing in yoga with our bodies, and is that a reasonable thing to ask the body or our, your body to do? Mm. And many of, we'll start with, like, the big fancy shapes, these, like, leg behind the head, lotus Mm. pose these extreme back bends and so on and so on and so on are extreme range of motion poses Mm. they are just not in the cards for most people and that's not about someone's ability or dedication or discipline to do the work every day Mm. it might come down simply to the shape of your bones like, do, do you have a thigh bone that goes into your hip socket at the right angle so it can turn mm. into that shape or not? Mm. Uh, and I don't think we've reached the point in yoga madness that we're going to start, like, shaving our bones so that we <laughs> that, can do... That, that would be fairly yeah. extreme. <laughs> but this is like, all right, well, first of all, have a reality check that a lot of these mm. postures are, like, big, 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 
and there's no way to do them unless your bones will allow. Mm. Yeah. So there's that. Like in the, we just see like the big back bends, the big externally rotated hip poses, and so on and so on. But then I think there's other things we don't realize are also big flexibility demands on the body. And they're the simple things we do over and over again in yoga. Oh, like what? Well, I, I'm just so excited to hear. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, what are they? What Come could on, they let's, be? Yeah, let's, go. let's get into the juice. <laughs> but just, like, let's just start with a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Extending your wrist to 90 degrees so that you can bear weight in your hands and plank. Right. Okay? The shape That's your hand is in and plank. So yeah, that's a very normal yoga thing, actually. A normal, cons- same angle for chaturanga, same angle that's for every it. arm balance, same that's angle it. for handstand. Mm-hmm. What is that angle? We're wanting it to be 90 degrees. Yeah. The actual like, average range of motion for a person at that joint is not 90 degrees, mm-hmm. and it's about 55 to 70 degrees. Okay, these are averages. Mm-hmm. I mean... People disagree about these averages, and of course, there are, there are people who are above or below. But we're, our starting point for something as simple as a plank mm-hmm. is to request more flexibility than most people have. Mm-hmm. So there's one. Arms, mm-hmm. o- arms overhead for down dog, for upward salutes, for handstand, mm-hmm. for uh, wheel pose. That's asking for about 180 degrees of shoulder flexion, which is just a fancy way of saying, put your arms over your head. And again, that's something that most people don't go fully to that point. Things like just bending over a straight leg to 290 degrees. Like you're on, let's say like you're on your back, you have a a strap and you're doing the strap stretch with your leg. And you want mm-hmm. to get your heel directly over your hip, so you're mm-hmm. at a 90 degree angle. Yep. Most people are not going there. Yeah. Again, that's another demand beyond normal range of motion. And mm. then even things like the 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 shape you're trying to make your ankle in down dog or a squat or chair yeah. pose, all of that stuff is a big demand. It's, so it's not just the big flashy poses that are right. really tough on the body. Uh, it's it's some of even the simplest things. Mm. So we have to have a little reality check and, and work with this stuff. Mm. And then But but that's so interesting. I just want to go into that a little bit because something like um downward dog is everybody gets obsessed about heels on the floor. That's the thing that people talk about. Yeah. And um it's quite interesting because it's always like a sign of progress, a sign of how long you've been doing yoga. Like if your heels are on the floor. So it's quite interesting. I know, but I just, this is yeah. I know people, this is how people it is. still feel that way. I know. And I just, you just have to realize like there's two things there in down dog. One, the ankle flexibility to make, mm-hmm. to get the heel to the floor is bony. I mean, you can mm-hmm. train it and maybe whatever you have, you can, you can make a little bit better with training, uh, but it's not going to change dramatically. Mm-hmm. And then, then there's straight leg hip flexion. So straight yeah. leg, 90 degree, and, and uh, as it relates to the torso, that's a big demand. And if those things aren't happening and you're forcing it, you're going to have compensation patterns elsewhere. Now, as mm-hmm. I say all this, I don't want people to think, oh, God, I can't do yoga because all this stuff is extreme. It's just, mm-hmm. no, it's just realize what you're doing mm-hmm. and then don't have unhealthy compensation patterns as you try to force into things that maybe your body is a little bit reluctant to do. And all of this stuff, there are ways to adapt. If you want to do 
plank, but your wrist doesn't like it, you bring your hands a little forward, or you don't yeah. bear as much weight in chaturanga, or you don't put your heels on the floor in down dog because they won't go there don't anyway. Don't tell me that that's okay. It's, Is that oh, okay? <laughs> you'll, you'll, you're just going to live a life of suffering and pain if your heels never touch the floor and it's also it's like have a freaking sense of humor about this stuff like how mm. important is that why are you mm. doing yoga anyway uh, mm. but like all this stuff can if we face the reality of it we can we can work with it and and find a way to either adapt the uh the pose or mm -hmm. work skillfully to let the body adapt and learn to do a new thing and go into a deeper range of motion mm. Mm, interesting. So how does strength tie into all of that? Okay, so let's think about a lot of the stuff we do in yoga in mm. regards to flexibility. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, and I'm going to, you might hear me like ruffling through, rustling through notes because terminology is important. But mm -hmm. a lot of what we're doing in yoga is passive stretching okay if we're thinking okay. of the big flexibility stuff like we're all mm -hmm. we're we're seated our legs are wide we're folding down there's mm -hmm. no effort there's only the force exerted by gravity mm -hmm. okay uh and maybe if you're in a classroom envir environment and sort of traditional classroom environments the leverage provided by a teacher mm -hmm. sort of pulling you into a shape so we have mm -hmm. a lot of things that develop a passive range of motion. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would like to encourage people to develop an active range of motion. Now, these are sort of might be abstract concepts. So let's make it um, real. So just like a simple thing everyone can do. I'm, you're, you're, you're probably somewhere where you have a table or you can put your hand down. So just right. put one hand down mm -hmm. on a table. Okay. And you can see all your fingers. Yep. Use the other hand, the free hand, to lift your middle finger up. And we'll choose the middle finger because I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just lift the middle finger up right, with the free that. hand. And you'll see, like, your middle finger will go to some height. Yeah. All right. So you are passively stretching your middle finger using yep. the power of the other hand. You're using an outside force. Okay. Okay. Right. Now then... That's your passive range of the middle mm -hmm. finger. Now, without using your free hand, just the hand that you were stretching, lift your middle finger up and see mm -hmm. what height it goes to. Okay. And then I'll ask you, was there a difference? Yes. Was it a big can, difference? There was a, a considerable difference for the, um, yeah, maybe it was 45 degrees on its own. Yeah. And a little bit more than that if I yank it up with my <laughs> other yeah, so Sometimes I do this in, in trainings and someone, like, there's always, like, one or two people whose middle finger is just really powerful. I can like, <laughs> go up freely. It's like, all right, this I don't know, cool. I don't know what you're doing. But all right, so, so, so joking aside, so when you pulled your finger up with your hand, that was passive yep. range of motion. That's just, like, where, where the joint can go. Okay. Active range of motion is where that joint can go with strength, with mm. control, with coordination, and so on. Mm. So active range of motion is sort of like the, the flexibility you own. Right. Like passive is the flexibility you rent. And sometimes <laughs> okay. rent becomes due like yeah, if, you, right. if you overdo it. 
So like how this might play out in yoga is like, again, like being on your back, Mm -hmm. stretching one leg with a strap. Yeah. Highly probable you can get to a nice range of motion using the strap and pulling your leg into it. That's right. Take away the strap. There's mm-hmm. not going to be as much range. There's not yeah, going to be as right. much control. And you're not mm-hmm. going to go as far. And mm-hmm. in yoga world, we have these gaps between what we can do passively mm-hmm. and what we can do actively. And if we always go into passive range with leverage, even if that leverage is using an elbow on a thigh bone to pull ourselves into something or using the weight of our torso as we fold over one leg or Mm -hmm. having someone pull on us in some some not very Mm -hmm. nice class environment, Mm -hmm. we are not developing strength and control in that range. And then this can be problematic in a few ways. One is that if you're always going into something that you don't really control... Mm-hmm. there is a possibility, this is, I don't want to be fear-mongering, there's a possibility mm-hmm. that you may start misusing that region, or maybe you go a little too mm-hmm. far too quick, because mm-hmm. uh, you're just, you're not in control. You have no control mm-hmm. in that, in that end range of motion, you have no control. So if you get there in an unexpected way, you're not going to be able to control yourself as you move through it. Mm-hmm. The other thing I find uh, interesting Uh, problem is that you're not really getting much information from your body if you're just sort of pulling on it because the nervous system and the way the muscles work is is very much in relationship it's a nervous system function how Mm -hmm. far you go into a range to a certain point so if we can give our nervous system so much more information, meaning that we're like talking to the muscle, the muscle's talking to us, and we're learning control and come in and out, then I think it's just, it's just more information for the brain, more information for the nervous system. And I think that's just better yoga if we're having a deeper mm-hmm. experience of embodiment rather than just pushing ourselves into something. Mm-hmm. But then here's, here's the other thing. Like if we're not using strength, then... That we're underworking a region. We're underworking something around a joint. So let's say, like, we're always stretching the back body in yoga. Mm-hmm. We're never strengthening, we're never learning to strengthen as we lengthen, which we can talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. There's just high probability that it's underworked. Mm-hmm. And then when it's underworked, there might be bad compensation patterns. Things that shouldn't be working are working because what should be working is working. Hmm. And we need to always like make sure there's load, there's resistance, there's weight, there's force going through in in a way that is incrementally developed, that has some variety. Uh, I think it's just part of what's part of being in the body. And it's also Hmm. what we know from exercise science, because let's not be dummies. Let's listen to, what we've learned from people who study how the body functions in movement and exercise, which is a major development of the last hundred years, which we should incorporate into yoga. Mm. And that's, I know it's a lot of information. So let's, let's it's, a, it's a lot of information. So, I'm thinking so like rain, to... rain me back in and then we can talk that's about right. how this, how this can be, <laughs> be um, helpful in the yeah. yoga room. Because um, the first thing is, uh, and the thing that really does strike me is the fact that on our passive stretch where the legs are 
coming towards the face with the strap. That's so normal. There are very, very few teachers who will teach the pose. Yeah. With your own, just bring the leg towards your face. Yeah. Because, of course, it won't. It'll just stand there. Yeah. And the thing is, like, (laughs) it's important to say, passive Mm. range of motion, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Doing passive stretches, nothing wrong with that. It's just an incomplete picture. Right. And it's especially an incomplete picture if you like doing yoga and want to do a lot of it and want to do it the rest of your life and you want your body to feel happy. I think this is what long-term practitioners might realize, not the people who've been practicing a couple years. Mm -hmm. Long-term practitioners might have had experience where what used to feel really good does not feel good anymore. Or there's little niggles that happen in the hip or the Mm -hmm. back or the shoulder. Yeah, that's me. I'm I'm, I'm there with the niggles. (laughs) Yeah. I think me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. And then when I go into big training programs and I have Mm -hmm. everyone raise their hand, like who here has done something, we only have to say what or talk about the seriousness, done Mm -hmm. something to where your hamstrings attach to your bum. Mm-hmm. Who here has felt some sort of pain uh, around the outer hip? Who here has felt some sort of pain on one side of the lower back or the other? Who here has done something when yoga to their shoulders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you or know what? Knees. Or the <laughs> knees, and this on and on. And then you know what you end up with? Everyone in their room with their hand raised. This is yeah. not saying yoga is bad. This is saying like long-term practitioners have to be smart about making sure that the way they do yoga is sustainable for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And then how we do that, for me, uh, is is very simple. Mm. For me, it means, one, we slow down, especially through transitional movements. So say something like as simple as you're doing a sun salutation, you reach your arms up, and then you fold over two straight legs to come down into your forward fold. Mm-hmm. Common movement. Very common, and probably in like loads and loads and loads of classes on the site. Mm-hmm. Probably in almost every class I put on the That's site. That's right. You'll notice I don't teach them very fast mm. or practice them very fast. And I could probably do a little bit better at making them a tad slower and practicing them a tad slower. But if we go fast, we just sort of yank on two straight legs at the back of the thighs, Mm -hmm. yank on the hamstrings, and get a very quick, very fast stretch using the leverage of the torso folding over the legs and gravity. Okay? Yeah, that's right. So there's that. If we do it slightly different, meaning we fold slower, Mm -hmm. as we go down very slowly... You are, of course, still stretching the back of the thighs. But as you fold slowly, the thighs are also working to slow you down so you don't fall over. So you have this simultaneous lengthening Mm -hmm. and strengthening. So it's an eccentric contraction if you want to get into, like, geekiness about it. But I think the important thing to remember is if you move in and out of ranges of motion slowly, Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you will simultaneously stretch and strengthen because there has Mm -hmm. to be control to move slowly. When you move quickly, there is no control. There is no strength. There is only just momentum and the weight of your body and the weight of gravity. Mm. So Mm. moving slowly through all transitional movements will ensure that there is some strength and control around your joints. All right. So that to me is like number one thing. Very simple. Mm. So like I know I've been like giving loads of information, loads of things. You're like, what is this? I just want to practice yoga. Yeah, that's right. Simplify it. Move slowly when you're moving into range. And that's the thing that happened to me because I had a really bad knee tweak in a big workshop class with a sort of very big name, bendy vinyasa teacher. Mm -hmm. And my knee's never been the same. And that was now 15 years ago. Yeah. And there was just a sudden ping. And it was, it was a really exciting sequence. It has to be said, you know, it's one of those ones you get really excited about because you've never seen, you know, oh, I didn't know that you could join these two poses up like that. And it was really fast and quite fun. And so there I was, I was thinking, oh, this is brilliant. I'm totally joining in. I'm part of it. I can do this thing and ping. And it was so quick because the whole thing was a really, really quick thing. And so that is when injury happens, like not even long term. So I know you're talking about things over the long term, but this is where a sudden ping can happen to the body as well. So I think, you know, it's not to say like if you move fast, you will get injured. It's just I think it creates an environment where that maybe is a little bit more possible. Um, and moving fast to a, to the ends of your range of motion is different to sort of moving fast running, which you're not moving yes. massive ability. Yes, because you are weakest at your end range of motion. Okay? Yeah, right. That's how most people are. And mm-hmm. it's very hard to train that range. And it's going to be impossible to train that range if you're moving mm. fast. So, like, mm. number one thing, like, just slow down. I was going to curse, but then I censored myself. So just (laughs) slow down. So that's like number one thing to do. All Mm. right. And then after that, I would say take away leverage. Leverage, not all the time, okay? But a lot of the time, take away leverage. And that means you pull yourself over your legs with your hands, like you're coming into mm-hmm. some forward fold, you pull mm-hmm. yourself into it, you're twisting and you're wrapping, you're, you're getting yourself in there, or you're using a strap. It feels so good though, yeah. doesn't it, Adam? <laughs> and even things like, all right, everyone do this, um, do you know Gomukhasana arm? So one arm over yep. the head, yep. bend that arm. Yeah. Okay, so your it. fingers point down your back. One yep. arm behind the back, that elbow bends, fingers point up the back, that's right. And then grab your fingers together, and now you're yeah. in a leverage shoulder stretch. Yeah. Okay? Now, we're going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Let go. We'll do the same arm so you can compare. Mm-hmm. Right arm up. Mm-hmm. Bend the elbow. Fingers point mm-hmm. down. Left hand behind. Mm-hmm. Elbow bends. Fingers point up. Don't touch your back because the back is providing leverage. What? That's hard. Of course it's hard. And then, oh, I can't even, I can't yeah. even vaguely get my hands close if I'm not touching my back. And did it feel like your arms are working? Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've taken away leverage and I've exposed what is your actual range of motion. Oh, so we take that's away. hard work. Yes, it's hard work. But this, this, you like, see this as exciting. Like, wow, 
I can feel this part of my body in a new way. I've done me, I've done yoga 20 odd years. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. like I've never felt my shin bone rotate. Now I can if I if I do that and I do drills to make that happen. So anyway, in this instance, we've taken away the leverage of walking the hands down the back, using the fingers to grab and pull and sustain. And that's something that we do so naturally in life, but in yoga, for sure. Yeah. I mean, every pose, there's some kind of a lever, it seems. And not having one is, oh, well, I mean, you know, you're not going to get to the, that juicy point where you're, you kind of need to I know, but it's, fully extend. That's not to say, like, we want to always take this stuff away. I mean, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun, fun to do this stuff. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. But every so often, like, take some stuff away. And yeah. see what happens. Okay. And play with it. So mm-hmm. we're going to take away the leverage. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. We're going to slow stuff down. Insert your favorite curse word. Slow stuff <laughs> down. Okay. We're going to take away leverage. And we're going to add resistance. Okay. You with me? Yeah. This is, this is starting to sound very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not why I got into yoga, Adam. Uh, oh, right. well, we'll, 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 we'll lay this out there, and then then we'll we'll like we'll have a little therapy session about that. Definitely. So we'll now add... tell us about this resistance. resistance. Where are we doing that? Okay, so of course you can do things like go to the gym and mm-hmm. go through these ranges of motion with weights with resistance band. You can bring arms over the head like you do a million times in yoga, but just do it with some weights at the gym. Yeah. And then when you come back to your yoga practice, it's, it's there and you're, you're working that in a, in a variety of fronts. Uh, and you can do the same thing with your legs. You can squat with some weight on your shoulders. So you're loading the hip and you're loading the back and doing it in a way mm-hmm. that uh, is helping you develop that range of motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also just make sure things are working as you do passive folds. So one of the things I did in, uh, I think, a, a class I've filmed recently was like doing sukhasana fold. You're cross-legged, all right? And then mm-hmm. you fold over the legs mm-hmm. and it's the weight of your torso and the weight of, uh, and the pull of gravity that is making the stretch mm-hmm. happen. And it's totally passive. It may not feel passive because yeah. there's a lot of sensation, but it's not passive. It's, it's not active. It's very passive. Yeah. You can do things like Use your hands on your thighs in that position, and mm-hmm. thighs can press up into hands. You can use your hands under your thighs, and your thighs can press down into hands. And what you're doing is starting to engage muscles around the joint as mm. you place a lot of demands on the joint on the from joints. stretch. That yeah. makes sense. So like what's around it is, is working. You're learning to strengthen the stuff that deepens the stretch as you press Mm -hmm. the thighs down in that pose. You're learning to contract what is being lengthened in the stretch Mm -hmm. as you press the thighs a little bit up into the hands. And -hmm. you can do this in anything. You can be in down dog and you can think like, all right, my legs are straightening in down dog. Whilst they're straightening, can I activate everything that would make them bend and keep them straight. What? I can see, I can see, I can psych, hear the <laughs> wheels turning. Yeah, I, I don't understand. <laughs> so down dog 
legs are being stretched yeah. and they're being stretched to be straight. Mm-hmm. You keep them straight, but you try mm-hmm. to contract the muscles while they're being stretched. Okay. And this, uh, like, okay. I know this might be like, you think like there's just one way to contract, which is just like you're doing a bicep curl. Yeah. Like, yeah you yeah, think yeah. like that's the contracting, but actually there are many ways mm. there, you know, things can contract and while they're and, long. And and it's actually like the cue, lift up your knee, your kneecap. That, all right. So lift up your kneecap is contracting the front of the thigh. Yeah. To deepen the stretch on the back of the thigh. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is that contract your hamstring. As you stretch you it. Lengthen and this is, this, is like a, this is like a revolution. <laughs> a revolution. Yeah. But this is the thing is, what do we overstretch or just constantly stretch in yoga? And it's hamstrings for sure. Hamstrings for sure over and over and over and over again. All right. So we can do really, we can address this weakness issue Mm -hmm. um, because we don't ever contract them. All right. So we stretch them, but we don't ever contract them. We don't ever strengthen them. We can do really brutal, and you should, really brutal like um, uh, bridge poses, Engaging mm-hmm. the glute, squeezing in the, the heels toward the butts. There's a little bit of hamstring contraction. Mm-hmm. You can even do yep. more things from there. You can do leg lifts in your bridges mm-hmm. and do all that stuff. That's important. Mm-hmm. So we can just contract it while it's shortened. Mm-hmm. But we want, because here's the thing, like people overstretch and get problems in their hamstrings. I'm sure many people mm-hmm. who practice on the site and mm-hmm. that we know have had this issue. Mm-hmm. If we're constantly stretching... We can't just say, all right, I will make sure it's strong by doing those things like the bridges and the leg lifts so it's strong while it's short. We Mm. have to make sure it's strong while it's long. Mm. So when it's at its end range, Mm. then strengthen. Then strengthen. As it comes in and out of end range, strengthen. This is revolutionary stuff, Adam. But it's not. But it's like it's like it. it's it's <laughs> it's simple. It's simple. It's just you just want things to work. So we sort of add resistance, and you can do that mm-hmm. by adding weight. You go to a gym, you get mm-hmm. on like leg press machines. You mm-hmm. you bring the leg in, you push away. You bring the leg in, you push away, and you do that mm-hmm. slowly, and you develop it. Or you think, all right, I'm not going to go to the gym. I'm only going to mm-hmm. do yoga. I got to make sure I'm doing some of this within my yoga practice. So my body knows how to manage this flexibility. So simple things. I mean, it, it's hard without doing a whole class about it, but the, like, the, the concept is when you're lengthening something, do your best to find a way to strengthen it. And mm-hmm. usually that would mean while you're strengthening it, or excuse me, while you're lengthening it, try to do the reverse. Like mm-hmm. trying to, you're, the leg is being stretched by straightening it, Keep it straight, but engage a little bit of the muscles that would tell the leg to bend. Mm. You're doing cross-legged forward fold, and the thighs are coming down towards the ground. For a little Mm -hmm. bit of time, press the legs a little bit up, even as the hands tell them to go back down. So you just build strength into everything. So you provide Mm -hmm. resistance to stretches. Okay? And I'm sure there's a little voice thinking like, well, is this going to make me less flexible? Let's, let's, let's hold that voice, okay? <laughs> and then the other thing we want to do, um, I think this, this may sound really fancy, but um, mm-hmm. 
uh, is actually quite simple, is that we want to make sure that we have a lot of isometric contraction in the body, meaning everything's sort of working simultaneously, that we're engaging all the muscles around a joint simultaneously. And the good news is that most standing poses do this. Do that. When we're doing standing poses and doing something flexible or that requires mm. flexibility, we're often also still having to hold ourselves up or maybe we're mm. having to hold that leg up or you mm. know, there's demand to it. So mm. standing poses are really great for developing the isometric strength, meaning everything's working, mm. but you're not really moving. But of course, it's easy to cheat as we of all course. know. So people can <laughs> totally out. check out hang right. just hang out in their warrior hang out in their triangle absolutely. yeah just like hang over their legs especially the That's more flexible right. ones yeah so, and, and I've, I've spent years hanging out in poses so here's like the <laughs> like the it, like overly simple but i think quite effective advice for every standing mm -hmm. pose so mm -hmm. in a standing pose usually one leg is forward Mm -hmm. One leg is back, right? It's warrior two yeah. or it's triangle or it's a lunge mm -hmm. or it's whatever. One leg is forward. One leg is back. All you got to do to make sure everything is working is hug the leg that is front backwards. So you squeeze it back. Right. And the leg that is backwards, you squeeze forward. It comes forward. You don't actually move anything. Mm. Maybe there, there might be a slight little shift as things orient within the hip sockets. Mm. But it's just the sensation. You're in a lunge. Yeah. The right leg is forward and bent. You squeeze that mm. right leg back. The left leg is straight and back. You squeeze it forward. And then suddenly uh, everything, everything is working. Yeah. And of course you can overdo this. A sign that you're overdoing it is you can't breathe. <laughs> or you're very rigid in your belly or your inner thigh. Right. But that to me is just very, very helpful. It's just make sure everything's working mm. isometrically. Mm. Sorry, so just, just that, yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, that is a cue, luckily, that actually I think quite a few teachers do give is the hugging of the legs towards yeah, each other. Yeah, that's a great cue. But, but the thing is, as a student, mm -hmm. it's very, very easy to fake it mm -hmm. and to not do it. Yeah. Because, it, you, because even if you're there, you know, not even just for doing it online, even if you're there in class, like, hey, teacher isn't going to see. I'm just going to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, that may be fine, but the more the more you want to do yoga and mm. the more you want to do it consistently over the mm. course of your lifetime, if you if you chill out in poses, eventually you, your body might get into these bad patterns, mm. these maladaptations and mm. and it won't feel so good anymore. Potentially. Mm. No fear mongering here, but just like I, I mm. my concern about all this is I don't want people to get into a point where yoga doesn't feel good anymore and they mm -hmm. think I got to stop. Yeah. It's like, no, like we just got to make sure we practice in a way that is a complete picture of strength, of flexibility. Uh, and I would say like mobility is the word I'm really into. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. Flexibility is just your passive range of motion. Right. Mobility is your active range of motion. It's what you can control. It's okay. what you can move in and out of with your own power, with your own strength, not someone yanking on you.
And I think there's also implications here for, for a nervous system. It's just like we know our, like if we're working our active range, we know what our boundaries are. We feel safe. We feel confident. We're, we're really secure in our body. And we develop this physical resilience, which I think translates into emotional and nervous system resilience. If we're just doing a physical practice that just pulls us to our absolute limit and we're not in control of it, we can maybe get into it with some force but can't get out of it. And like if something just slightly tweaks at the wrong angle or moves too mm. quick, we have mm -hmm. no way of coping with it. That's I think this coping. is not – this is like if we're using this to teach ourselves something about uh, our place in the world, like what type of lesson is that? Just, just to push and push and push and not really be in charge of it, not really be actively participating in it, just, just sort of be along for the ride. Mm. That's a really, really good thought because, as you know, my passion is how to take these shapes off the mat and how do we make it a learning in life. And I think that's really um, that's a really cool lesson, isn't it? There's like not to be on autopilot, not to just sort of cruise through and be like, oh, well, you know, this was the thing that everyone else did and so I did it. To actually be a participant in life, to be conscious, to be aware yeah. of the things. And that begins by being a participant in your own experience of embodiment. Let's get as much mm -hmm. feedback to the nervous system or brain uh, as we can from the body. So don't just like mm -hmm. pull on something learn to also mm -hmm. strengthen, learn to move around with it a little bit. And there's so much you can do. There's so much out there uh, in the mobility world, but it's also, it's sneaking into my classes and it, it's as yoga teachers learn much more mm -hmm. about you know, things we can do better, it, it's coming, coming into the practice. And it's not, doesn't mean we got to change the practice really. It's just, we just, we do things slightly differently sometimes, mm -hmm. add a little, and, and little bit learning. more investigation. Yeah. 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 And and I love the thought of keeping the practice sustainable as well, because it would be a shame, if, you know, if having had your practice for 20 odd years, you then had to not have it. I mean, that would feel terrible. For me, it would. It would be yeah. really disastrous if I wasn't able to modify it to something that was comfortable and gave me the same feeling that it always had, even though I'm doing different things. Yeah. And then one thing I want to make sure people understand mm. Is right. They think, well, I still want to be flexible. I just, mm -hmm. I, you know, I still want to be flexible. I don't care why. I just still want to be flexible. I want mm -hmm. to do things that increase my range of motion. Yeah. And then they're thinking, I should just keep doing these passive stretches. Yeah. Okay. I should just keep doing these things where I lie on the floor and like fold over my legs or do a strap mm -hmm. or I put my leg in a in a uh, the the door jam and all that sort of stuff that people do. Okay. Right. <laughs> Actually, if you want to increase your range of motion, mm -hmm. the ways to do that better are all active. Okay, so there are many okay. types of stretching. Just to briefly just go blow through them, there's passive stretching. You're just using like body weight or using gravity. There is uh, passive uh, active. All right, so it's like, or I'm losing my terms. There's static passive stretches. Static active right. stretches, all right? So static passive, you're on the floor, you're like over two straight legs hanging out for 20 minutes. Right. There's static active. Maybe it's a standing pose and it's triangle and you're drawing the front thigh up a little bit. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there's a little right. bit more there's a energy bit of to it. Yeah. Uh, 
then there are dynamic stretches. Right. You're moving in and out of a range of motion mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there are, are different forms of uh, resistance stretching. Uh, I'm going to throw, just for the sake of people can look this up and, and have a wild party, mm-hmm. a really fancy term out. Um, but it's proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Now, that that is something which we have come across before. And it is really? in a couple of our videos. Wow. Yes, it okay. is. Okay. All right. So that is a good one. Wow. I mean, who does mm. that? I want to I go. I'm gonna that, go that's video hustle. I'm going to okay. shout out to I, her. I'm going to go. All right. So I'm going to go check out stuff. So proprioceptive <laughs> neuromuscular facilitation. Go Vidya. Um, P, or PNF. Now that's, that's like, right. like, whoa, lots, lots of language, lots of terminology. Simple way to think about this is PNF, there's like a million different varieties of it, but essentially in some way or another, in different techniques or another, you are contracting what is actually being stretched for some period of time for some desired result. All right. So we have the static passive where you're just hanging out Mm -hmm. and that will do something. Static active, where you're contracting what helps you deepen the stretch. Yeah. Dynamic, you're moving in and out slowly. Mm-hmm. PNF, you are contracting what is being stretched for some period of time. And actually, it's that stuff, like the, the PNF and the active stuff, that is going to give you far more result in increasing your range of motion. That's so crazy. And if you think like, well, shouldn't, if I'm con- contracting it, won't it get tighter? Like if I go to the gym and do all these curls, won't I get tighter? No, you will not lose your range of motion. So like people just, sometimes an example helps. So you can think of Olympic um, lifters. So mm-hmm. those like dudes or women too who like would lift ridiculous amounts of weight over their head and come into a full squat and like lift right. it back up. Watch them do it and tell me they're not flexible. <laughs> With like 10,000 kg over their head, mm-hmm. arms in full flexion bearing the weight. Super mobile and strong shoulders. They are mm-hmm. in deeper squats than I ever seen anybody in a yoga classroom and better squats. Mm-hmm. So huge amounts of hip flexibility mm-hmm. and carrying 10,000 kg. It's and, pretty extraordinary actually. When, yeah. when, when you think of it like that and that actually is PNF, isn't it? Um, I don't know how they train, but yeah, they're doing, they're, they're doing resistance stretching. All right. So there, there's yeah. forms that are like they're in and out and they're moving in and out of it. All right. So this is where we can get like totally lost in the weeds of all these terms. But I, for yoga room, it's just important to realize make, contracting something, strengthening something is not going to make you tighter if you care about that. Mm-hmm. And actually working through that range of motion with a little bit of resistance, a little bit of weight, or just moving a bit more slowly uh, will help you actually increase that range. And then you can do all these things and you're well more in control of it and your nervous system is far happier. Um, and, oh, yeah. and there you're we go. safer. And yeah. you're being more um, responsible, I suppose, for what your body's doing rather than just sort of 
I'm going to chill out and pull the strap towards my head with my toes and they're coming too. And, yeah. you know, you can really check out of life like that, actually. Yeah. Um, and I just – I don't want people to leave thinking, like, oh, this is scary, this is confusing, and, like, tune out. So just, just remember, like, the very simple things. You just slow down, move slowly, move mindfully a little bit. Just create a little fire of, like, squeezing in in different mm -hmm. shapes or just pressing through your feet a little bit more actively or pushing through your arms a little bit more actively and just not hanging out at your end range of motion. You can just think, can, could I resist? Can I resist a little bit being in this shape? I'm in down dog and my chest is going to the floor. Can I just resist the floor a little bit? Or I'm in down dog and I'm straightening my legs or I'm in triangle and I'm straightening my front leg. Can I just resist a little bit like that leg wants to bend? Mm. As I, as I reach my arms over my head, can I, I push my arms or my hands a little bit together like there's an imaginary brick? Can there be, you know, even use a brick? You can even use tools. But just, just every so often, just find ways of brightening it up. That's a great, I, yeah, and also just to play with it, I suppose. And that's the thing, is not to um, be like, right, this is my down dog and this is my sequence for life. It's like, just, you can play around. Here's both. the important thing, is like, the body adapts to its imposed demand. So there's like, specific, it's a said principle. All right, specific, specific, specific adaptations to impose demands. All right, okay. so the body adapts, and we we do mm -hmm. that, and it you know it's fine, especially if you keep loading it with weight. It's important. Mm -hmm. It's important for joints, uh, and if you do not place demands, you sort of do totally ignore things. The body mm -hmm. will maladapt. So you can't just chill out and forget about certain things. You have to, yeah. you have to be be on it variety is really good so these days in my classes like it's never the same way mm. never the same mm. way don't always have your hands in the same place in down dog don't always have your feet in the same place in down dog move things around and that i think is re that's a really good principle for working the body well is to be curious and let things change day by day because you're always different and the body's changing and the body's aging mm-hmm and that's something that's going to drive us humans nuts because we're all creatures of habit. We like to go in the same spot oh, in the yoga God. room. Yeah. We like to do the same routine. And we like to do, like, the Ashtanga routine is very popular because it's the same thing and the same with the Bikram routine because yeah. it's the same thing and because humans love to do the same thing. Well, there's, there's something really nice in certainty, and it's very calming for the nervous system, but it's mm. not what is good for the body. Mm. And the thing is, mm. I fully believe, like, if you like a set sequence like the primary series, you could do that every day, specifically mm. if, if you had the joints that liked those movements, okay? Mm -hmm. You could do that every day, but you might change a little bit of how you activate your body, how much the, the speed you use, how you breathe, maybe slight variations in width of feet, and so on and so mm. on. Like you can do the same sequence, just like slightly. Just do it differently. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like I still pretty much do a lot of the same poses in my classes mm -hmm. and throughout the week. I'm just always trying to change their interior life. Mm. 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 That's a really good spot. It's just changing the interior life, and that is what we're doing here. <laughs> it's like nothing to look at. Yeah. It's all going on on the inside. And I suppose that's also the trouble with yoga, isn't it? Because everyone thinks 
it's got that perception that things are going on on the outside, that it's making the shape, but it yeah. is actually how it is in yourself. Well, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's like, what do we think these shapes actually do? Right, mm. Do we think, do we somewhere in our head, are we thinking, if I make whatever shape it is, I will receive a benefit. If I get there to how the mm. picture looks in the book or how the teacher looks on the site or in the classroom or how mm -hmm. my friend looks doing it, will something mm. magical happen to my body? Will all mm. the prana start moving in a way? Will all the chakras align? Will everything happen if I just make the shape? Mm -hmm. And especially if someone else helps me make the shape and pulls me into it. Or if mm -hmm. I use the floor, I use the strap and I pull and I don't care what I'm <laughs> feeling. I get into the shape. I know the Sanskrit term for the shape. You know, everything's perfect, and I'm in the shape, and it's going to happen. <laughs> and I think there actually might be in some traditions the feeling that, like, come hell or high water, we're going to make the shape, and that yes. that that will make the energy align in your body and let tra right. transformation happen. And I just, I, I don't buy it. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Don't buy mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. And that's me, and I'll just be transparent about that. So I think actually the process is, let me use the outlines of the shape to explore my body, mm -hmm. explore how my ego reacts to making the shape or not, and mm -hmm. let me make sure I adapt the shape to fit my, my joints, my strength, my weight-bearing capacity, how I'm feeling today. But it's like it's an outline, and then mm -hmm. I change it from there. I better make sure I'm doing it in a way, if I like the shape, that I can continue to do it over and over and over again for the rest of my life until I get interested into a new shape. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll leave to that, Adam. Absolutely. I really, really like that. And I really hope that lots of people will listen into this because I think it's a fascinating thing to just think about why are we doing what we're doing and how is that feeling for us? Um, yeah. It's cool. You know, and, and if this is like information overload, just, just just start questioning a little bit what you receive from teachers or what you see or how you think you're supposed to be doing it. Uh, mm -hmm. And just and do your best just to make sure everything feels a little bit more in control and active and you're not pushing yourself beyond what you feel is like right and reasonable for you. That's really, really, really good advice. And, and in fact, because I was going to ask you, what are our small steps to help us to do this? But that's exactly, that's exactly it, isn't it? Those I think so, yeah. And just know that mm. like, you, you are strong. It's there. Mm. Like, you know, we don't, strong doesn't have to be this, like, I'm holding some handstand perfectly in the middle of my living room. Um, oh. You know. It, or, or even a one-armed one handstand. Yeah, like, that's not, I mean, <laughs> strength is you in like you alive and awake in your body and you, you working with what you have today uh, mm. to make sure you, you, you feel good and you can control that and you, and you develop that. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Well, there's so much food for thought there. I know that this is going to be a thoughtful one, so I hope that people are able to respond and they'll be... We're just starting a conversation about it. I think that's a really important thing, and especially if people disagree. That's great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I'll send you the yeah. research and then you can disagree with yeah. citations. 
Absolutely. We love that. <laughs> we then go into sort <laughs> no, let's not disagree with opinions. Let's disagree yeah. with citations. Yeah, I think that's really, really brilliant. Let's let's do it. Okay. <laughs> that was really great, Adam. Thank you very, very, very much for your time and for sharing your thoughts as one of our most thoughtful yogis. It was my pleasure. It's really cool. Thank you. It's really great. I know that everyone gets such a lot out of it. And they do out of your classes. You give people an immense permission to do things a little bit differently, to change things up, to practice in ways which, um, bizarrely, uh, somehow haven't been sort of set out as this is how you can do it. I know, I'm, I'm actually just going to say it. It was a real moment for my mum because you said you can bend your legs and down dog. She's like, nobody's ever said to me I yeah. can bend my wow. legs. Well. <laughs> I find that and they maybe shocking. Have, but... Yeah, sometimes it just it takes a while to actually hear it. But I'm glad that Vera has heard that. I hope other people and it has hear completely that. Yeah. changed her practice. Yeah, and it and I think that being given permission to play around with poses is the best. Yeah, thing there is we can no do. absolute. There's just like whatever your body can handle, and let's find the best way to do it. Brilliant. Absolutely love it. Okay, so people can find you. Give it, what, What's your social media handles? How oh, can they God, find you? Oh, God, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Just find me, find me on Just Movement for you. Modern Life, and that Perfect. will take you everywhere you want to go or didn't even think you <laughs> well, wanted to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they will certainly be able to find you there. And we do link to your website, which I'm sure has got all it of your has, stuff on it. It has it all. That has it all. Adam, thank you so much for your time. I really am grateful. My to you. pleasure. All right. Until next time. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Gosh, I must say it was so helpful hearing all those tips about strength and how we can really use our bodies a little bit differently and think about yoga a bit differently. I hope that you are as intrigued about this as I am. Do check out his videos. Go to movementformodernlife.com and then just find the teachers section and look for Adam and you will get a free 14-day trial to check out all of his classes. So I really hope that you join up and join in all the fun. Until next time.